This word will be fun. This word will be fun. Would you turn with me in your Bibles? Uh, I haven't put the scripture on the screen. There's some others on the screen, but this one I want us to read together. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to pick it up in verse 22 and read through to 33. Twenty-two to twenty-three, Matthew chapter fourteen. Here we go. It says, "Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, where he, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it." During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. That's a great ministry team right there. You know, like it's just, it's like, okay, we've been here. Like, we've just done this miracle. We fed the 5,000 and you're immediately back into the new age. Congratulations. It's excellent, you know. Uh, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter said, Tell me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus said, come. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. I want to ask you a quick question this morning. How do you see wind? Like, like you hear wind, sometimes you smell wind. Seeing wind is another thing altogether, right? But it says, when he saw the wind, in some translations, when he saw the wind and the waves, you get those, he was afraid and he began to sink, cried, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said, you have little faith, why did you doubt? And then when they climbed back into the boat and the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. I'll share something with you this morning that is simply profound. It is simple but profound. And, and, and I want to, if, if, if my sermon had a title this morning, it would be phrased as a question because the best sermons are questions, not statements. And the question is this What did you hear? What did you hear? See, I learned something a couple of weeks ago at a birthday party of a friend of mine. I had one of these guys there who was, uh, he was talking, he was chatting, he seemed to be knowledgeable about a lot of things. And one of the things that he said, which I went, I have to go home and look up there. I have to think about this some more. He was talking about the way the human body is designed, uh, particularly around visual and auditory connections, right? This is what he does for a living. He works with children and, 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 and learning styles and visual and auditory and, and what's that other word? Kinetic, thank you. That's, um, it's actually, yeah, <laughs> that thing, kinetic, that's the, the other thing. It's, don't worry. Look, it's not important. We're talking about visual and hearing today, okay? We don't need the third one. <laughs> if you're, that's your style of learning, I'm, I'll preach about it next week. No. Um, but my, yeah, what did you hear? And he was talking about how the human ear has this muscle in it that turns your ear towards what you hear. Right? Now, we don't see it move. That would be kind of disconcerting. But it's similar to, like, you imagine a cat, you know, and if something happens, it, it 
kind of. So we've got the same mechanism in our ear that turns our ear towards the sound that we're tuning to. And when we turn our eyes towards, so if someone calls and we turn our eyes and our ears towards, because here's where this gets weird for me. He said, so someone calls and your ears turn towards the sound as your eyes are turning, but your ears actually beat your eyes to the source every single time. And I got thinking about that because everything in physics says that light travels faster than sound. Everything that we know, you know, like the speed of light, the speed of sound, you know, whether you're like an astrophysicist or you've done basic like physics, that's the thing. Light travels faster than sound. That's why we see the lightning, then we hear the thunder. And and so all this kind of thing. um, And I'm like, if, if that's true, and if God has created the universe in such a way that light travels faster than sound, then why, when he created you and I, did he get our ears to move faster than our eyes? I went, that's trippy. And I decided that there had to be a reason for that. I decided that there had to be some kind of, you know, I don't believe God does things by coincidence. I don't believe that God just, you know. So I, this whole thing started me on this journey. And here's what I've kind of discovered. Some people need to listen more than they look. In fact, God's people, we need to be a listening people, a hearing people. Think of how many times Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Think of how many times Jesus said, listen to this. Or Jesus said, hear this. Or the Bible says, hear the word of the Lord. And then think about, you know, there are times, and we're going to look at this a little bit later in Christmas, um, around, you know, look, behold, see the, the, see the Lamb of God. But there's also a lot of time where the Bible talks about sight being this really kind of dangerous thing. See, Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, you should pluck it out on a fork, essentially. Like, better to, you know, like pluck that eye out than have your whole body full of sin. Jesus never says that about your ear. It seems to me there's something about our, our vision, there's something about what we look at that can, can, can throw us. But we, so in this world where light travels faster than sound, I believe God is telling his people, you need to listen before you look. You need to listen before you look. And as I go through a couple of verses here, just to demonstrate what I'm thinking about, and what I, I believe God's been talking to me about, You'll start to see this, right? So I'm going to give them to, these to you a little bit different to the order that I gave to, uh, to Bo. Let's start with Isaiah 55 verse 3. It says this. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David, even the unfailing love I promised to David. Come and hear. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. So hear and don't lose sight. Hear and don't lose sight. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. 
So, so, so Isaiah says, hear and your soul shall live. Proverbs says, hear these words because they bring life and healing to the whole body. What did you hear? What did you hear? See, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that says this, For we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. Let me ask you now, where does faith come from? Hearing. hearing. Look at this next verse, Romans chapter 10. So faith comes by hearing. And that is hearing the good news about Christ. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we don't live by sight. We live by faith. And our faith comes by what we heard. What did you hear? What did you hear? Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. See, I wonder how often we live by sight. I wonder how often we look at what's in front of us, what's in our immediate vision, what's in our immediate proliferal, and and, and we live by what we see. We just respond to what we see. I I wonder, you know, these three words that I've been talking about for so long, about stability and security and certainty, I wonder if sometimes the reason we don't have that stability, that security, that certainty is because we're too busy looking at insecure, uncertain, and, and, and unstable things. Instead of hearing... our stable and our secure and our certain God. See, but as his people, we are called not to live by sight, but to live by faith. Faith which comes by hearing. What did you hear? What did you hear? See, I want you to think about every word, prophetic word that's ever been spoken to you, every promise you ever believe you heard from God. And how easy it is to abandon those words when it doesn't look like it's happening. As I say, this is a great springboard from Bex and you this morning. Right? They had a word. They heard something. And there were times where they had to hold on to what they heard over what they were seeing. And see, sometimes we come into church and we go, it sounds good, but it doesn't back up what I'm seeing. And we have this idea that seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. If I see it, I'll believe. What what, what did God say to Thomas? What did Jesus say to Thomas? John chapter 20, verse 29. It's a bit further down, but don't worry if you don't get it. He says, because you have seen me, you believed. Remember Thomas? He's like, if I see the wounds. He says, because you've seen me. You believe. Blessed are those who have believed without seeing me. Why? Because they believed what they heard. What did you hear? What did you hear? See, look at this. Again, we see this come right through again and again. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 2. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Let me ask you one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law or observing the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard. What did you hear? What did you hear? Some of you need to go back and remind yourself of what you heard. You spend too much time telling about God about what you see. He goes, what about what you heard? What about what you heard? 
<laughs> can I show you a, a video real quick? Um, can we put that up now? Because what you hear and what you see, you go, it's all well and good to know what you heard. But watch this. You'll see. You'll see. Ba, ba, ba. Have a look at this. What do you hear? Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. But look what happens when we change the picture. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. Ba. And yet, the sound hasn't changed. In every clip, you are only ever hearing ba. With a B. Ba, ba, ba. It's an illusion ba, known as the McGurk effect. Ba, Take another ba, look. Ba, Concentrate ba, first ba, on the right of the screen. Ba, ba, now to the left ba, of the screen. Ba, ba, the illusion occurs ba, because what you are seeing clashes ba, with what ba, you are hearing. Ba. In the illusion, um, what we see overrides what we hear. So um, the mouth movements we see as we look at a face can actually influence what we believe we're hearing. If we close our eyes, we actually hear the sound as it is. If we open our eyes, we actually see how the mouth movements can influence what we're hearing. Ba, ba, ba. It's a bizarre ba, effect. Ba, Remember, the only ba, sound you're hearing is ba, ba with a B. Ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. What's remarkable about this ba, illusion ba, is even knowing ba, how it's done doesn't ba, seem to make a difference. Ba, ba. The effect works no matter how much you know about the effect. I've been studying the McGurk effect for 25 years now, and I've been the face in the stimuli. I've seen stimuli thousands and thousands of times, but the effect still works on me. I can't help it. Ba, 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 ba. The McGurk experiment shows us that even when our senses are working normally, we can... Here's the word that she said, that she just said it scientifically, but I believe it's prophetic for the church. What you're hearing hasn't changed. What God said hasn't changed. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what you're hearing hasn't changed, but the danger is what you're seeing is affecting what you're hearing. We need to go back. What did you hear? What have you heard? See, and you think about this, how many times was the, was, was the journey that God had for his people responsible for hearing even when it looked hopeless? I think, think about this. God appears to Noah and says, I want you to build an ark. Why? It's going to rain. What's rain? Don't worry about it. So it's building an ark. And they go, what are you doing? Because it's going to rain. What's rain? Water from the sky, I think. It's ridiculous. Look, it's 40 degrees out here. It's not going to rain. Does it look like rain to you? No, but I heard something. I heard something. Again, remember that saying when the drought's broken with Elijah and he sends his servant up the top of Mount Carmel six times. He comes back with nothing. The seventh time he comes back and he says, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. He goes, that's all I've seen. And Elijah runs and he says, I have heard the abundance of rain. You've seen a cloud. No, 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 no. 
I heard the sound of the abundance of rain. What have you heard? What have you heard? See, the greatest trick the enemy has ever pulled is trying to get the church to live by sight instead of living by faith, which comes by hearing. Look at this in Genesis chapter 3. The very beginning, the first temptation, the fall of humanity, and the serpent was the most shrewdest of all the wild animals that God had created. One day he asked the woman, did God really say? Did you really hear? And then it immediately sows the seed, because that's not what God said. She goes, no, he said we could eat anything, just not that tree. The enemy will always try to get you to question what you heard. And if he can, especially by sight, this is why your ears move faster than your eyes, because you need to hear before you look. How often, see, what happened, what happened with the, with the, with the spies? They went and they saw. And they came back and they said, we, we, we see giants and we see, like, we see battle and we see, we see the impossible. Because they looked before they listened. They went by sight instead of what God had told them. God had already said, that's your land. He'd already said, go into that place. But they were so caught up in what they were seeing. We need to remember our call. We need to remember what we heard. John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28 say this. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. It's amazing how many times, like, you know, like I've grown a beard, I've put a hat on and some sunglasses, and people don't recognize me anymore. It's like I'm undercover. It's awesome. But my voice gives me away every single time because I don't have an inside voice. They <laughs> go, oh, it's you. My sheep listen. They hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I will give them eternal life and they will never perish. Why? Incline your ear, come unto me here and your soul shall live, said Isaiah. Matthew chapter 14. Jesus goes ahead. Well, no, Jesus stays behind. He sends his disciples off. They feed the 5,000. He goes up the mountain and it says that there's wind and there's waves and there's all these things going on and, and so Jesus walks to them on the water and they see him and they go it's a ghost because they've been watching too much Scooby-Doo in their downtime or something I don't, I don't know like, so, so like he walks to them and Jesus says don't be afraid he says don't be afraid it's me and Peter says if it's you call me to come on the water call me to come out to you. And Jesus says, come. He receives his calling. And in the empowering of his calling, he steps one foot out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water. But what do we hear? What do we read? We say, when he saw the wind, when he saw the waves, he starts to sink. Why? Because he's more now affected by what he's seen than what he heard. Here's the thing. What he'd seen hadn't changed. It was the same before Jesus called him as it was after he called him. 
The difference was what had empowered him to walk on the water was never to do with what was happening in the water. It was always to do with the fact that he had heard a call from God. And if God has called you, then he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. What did you hear? What did you hear? We need to go back as God's people to our calling. We need to go back as God's people to the promises that we heard instead of giving up because of what we've seen. What did you hear? Peter hears the call of God and breaks the rules of physics. It doesn't matter that light travels faster than sound because he heard. Did God really say? Did God really say? That's the same trick. It's the same thing he tries to do with Jesus, the Son of God. Like, Does the word really, does it not say? But Jesus remembers what he heard because he wrote it. Always helpful, that. And so in that space, we have to remember, whatever it is, if you want to find your stability, don't worry about what you're looking at right now. Remember what you heard. Go back to what you heard. Abraham had seen nothing. He only had a calling. Adam and Eve forgot what they'd heard and instead followed what caught their eye. The Bible says that Eve ate off the tree when she saw it was good. No matter what she'd heard, she saw it was good. What did you hear? What did you hear? Maybe you go, Shannon, I don't know what I'm hearing. Let me give you some things straight out of Scripture this morning. Some things for the people of God to hear. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8 to 9. In fact, I'm going to read them, and then I'm going to read the Scripture. So that if you believe that these aren't all going to go up, but if, if you hear it, and you hear the Word of God on it today, and you go, I need to hear that, I need to remember that, then I want you to, to jot down the reference so you can go home and remember what you heard. Does that make sense? Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Proverbs 31, verse 8 to 9. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Isaiah 1 verse 17. What did you hear? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 to 34. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. 
Mark chapter 6, verse 15. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them. Just as God has called them. This is the law, the rule I lay down in all churches. That each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. What did you hear? Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in this heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, who we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 to 11. What did you hear? Some of us go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do for God. I haven't found my calling yet. Then live as a believer wherever God's assigned you. But I want to encourage you this morning, church. I know, I know that it's easy to get caught up with what we see. I know that sometimes even when you know what you heard, all it takes is to see and hear at the same time and you forget what you heard. Just like that guy was making a this sound and suddenly what you heard is distorted. But I want to remind you, church, that the one who spoke the words you hear is greater than what you see. And in this time, and in every time, and in every season, if you hold on to what you have heard from God, He will bring it to pass. If you cling to what you heard and the one who spoke it. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that in the natural, our ears move faster than our eyes. Lord, I pray it would be so in the spiritual as well, that we would be quick to listen. That we would be quick to hear the word of God, quick to seek the mind of Christ, instead of being led by what we see in front of us. Lord, the very first action in the Bible was one of of speaking. You spoke, let there be light. And creation itself responds to your voice. Creation remembers what it has heard, even when humanity forgets. But Lord, I pray that you would bring us, your church, back to a place of reminding us what we heard. Remind us of our commission. 
Remind us of what you have said and what you have planned for the church. Remind us, O God, of the victory that you have won, even when we face what seems to look hopeless. God, would you stir up within us again those prophetic words that have been spoken, those prophetic gifts that have been called out, Lord, would you begin to remind us of the things that you said from the very first time. Lord, some people here had prophecies given at their dedications. Would you remind them of what they heard? Would you remind them of what you said at their baptism? Would you remind them of what you said when they first discovered salvation? Would you remind them of what you are saying even here and now? And Lord, would you speak new words, fresh words? And Lord, would we be people who do not live by sight, but live by the faith that comes by hearing the word of God? May we be people who hear the word, who do the word, who live out the word and reveal the word to the world around us. Lord, would you remind each of us today of what we heard when you spoke. Help us to keep our ear attuned to the words that you are speaking and not to be distracted or shaken or unnerved by those other words or what we see. May we hear always the quiet voice of your Holy Spirit as you lead us, your people, into your kingdom, we pray. Amen. Amen.